0: Gimme, give gimme, give cuz I'm obsessed Gimme, give gimme, give cuz I'm obsessed Yeah, gimme, give gimme, give cuz I'm obsessed And I can't get it out of my head
1: Cuz I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession Cuz this is what makes me me And I'm glad that I called you. I'm talking about nostalgia And this is where I wanna be
0: Gimme, give gimme, give cuz I'm obsessed Gimme, give gimme, give cuz I'm obsessed Yeah, gimme, give gimme, give cuz I'm obsessed welcome back everybody you're listening to another episode of the give me podcast i'm your host and resident horse girl kathleen DeMarle. Um, i'm very excited for this week's guest she is very funny she um, has been in the women in comedy festival before and she also is a contributor to the Reductress, off mag and plot twist we have on chloe cunha
1: Hi. Ooh. Hi, I just realized I waved, but I don't know if uh, probably most people will be listening and not watching, so... Um. That's fine. Hello, I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Um, I feel like we were in like a group chat together, but I don't think mm-hmm. we've seen each other at all in person during the entire pandemic.
1: Well, there was one occasion when we oh, went yeah. to, to a pool...
0: Yeah, but that was, that was it, I think. I know,
1: that was the only time. And I remember even at the time being like, is this a bad idea? And then afterwards being like, that was fun, but definitely a bad idea. (laughs) Like, it was a a friend's pool, to be fair. But it was, like, early enough that, like, nobody was vaccinated. That's what it was. We we had just gotten tested, though.
0: Yeah. And I think it was, it was early enough where, like, there was still a lot of, like, fear around how Mm. it could be contracted so i think everybody was like well we're gonna be we're gonna be outside and everybody is basically not in contact with anybody else yeah
1: yeah that was the one occasion and i to be fair uh no regrets but it did afterwards i was like oh god i hope i didn't just do a big mistake yeah but we were outside um (laughs) and we had all been tested as well so yeah. yeah that was the only occasion other than that which at this point was probably already it must at have least been, a year ago that must have been June yeah it was yeah. probably a, a, almost a year ago yeah um yeah.
0: but I feel like you have done some like online shows and you've been like writing and stuff yeah. like that right
1: yes yeah so um the Reductress and Off Mag and mm-hmm. Plot Twist all that all those satire sites like all that is new I didn't do that before and um I and I'm I mean it's like something that I've been wanting to do but I didn't really even know how to get into it if that makes sense and yeah. then I um sort of put a lot of energy into Twitter which is <laughs> you know has its ups and downs yeah if anyone wants to follow me I'm pretty funny I think um you've had some really name.
0: good tweets you've like done very yeah, well I try. On Twitter. yeah
1: yeah I, I try I you know I think it's like anything you can make the experience positive or negative. I have muted a lot of accounts that are just, I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what they say. I'm just going to tell my jokes in my little corner and spread. I, I feel like I mostly use my Twitter to like spread like um, leftist, like political action things and like abolitionist texts and then jokes it's like so I'll be like I'll be like read this fun foundational abolitionist text and then the next thing will be like why do farts smell like butts well you know um it's a little all over the place um I, I also like to retweet like any cool art that I come across that's another thing that I um i have started to like follow certain topics on twitter like sculpture and archaeology oh, yeah yeah and you, there's like a really underrated like whole side of twitter that's just like really wonderful like really cool art and like twitter um, isn't all bad politics and i know it's telling amazing jokes. <laughs> it's amazing so yeah i definitely recommend that because i've also like learned a lot of things I, like, anyway so yeah i i i um long story short, I got really into Twitter. And part of what was cool about that is I started sort of talking to other comedians and stuff through Twitter. And I, I was all, all this to say, I learned how to even submit to Reductress through yeah. Twitter. Cause I didn't even know how before. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was going to say and, a lot of those websites have very specific processes of mm-hmm. submitting. Yeah. 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 So,
1: so yeah, it was fun. So I've been doing that and, um, keeping busy and you know
0: (laughs) yeah so the reason I brought you on this podcast and I'm sorry I'm keeping I'm looking over at my screen to make sure I'm saying it right so we're here to talk about obsessions Mm -hmm. and it's funny because usually when I like message somebody I know like the basis of a topic but when I messaged you your first response was neon genesis even Evangelion? even galleon very close and yeah. that is
1: that an anime it is an anime it's it's really funny to think about about it now because when I was younger I think I was like 12 13 thereabouts um, probably in 14 I was like obsessed with this show it's it, okay it's um kind of a cult classic I guess you could say I mean um. For most people who have seen anime they are at least familiar with it because it's one of those like almost like a foundational um I think I, it, was, it was like a mid to late 90s show yeah. um and it has such a history to it because there's all these stories about how like the the, the production ran out of money and so the last two episodes were were like kind of bad you know according to some and there a, you know people were upset like bad fan response so then they had a movie but the movie was kind of the creator's way of saying fuck you at the same time because it, like it's there's so much there's like I have like an encyclopedic okay. knowledge of this show and I don't even fully understand why I got so drawn into it because it's not even like a really long show I think it's it's only like one season um it's only a one season it's a one season show which you know in uh the the seasons uh for anime are typically 26 episodes so it's a one season 26 episode show but it was really like transformational and i i i'm trying to remember like how i even first saw it so yeah i was gonna say did you you get into like
0: anime and then like that specifically from there
1: yeah so i think it's it's sort of the other way around almost where um i have a twin brother and an older brother and my older brother um had some friends that were into anime and had some recommendations and this goes to like this is like showing our age now right we're like i'm I'm about to say something that people will be like what like (laughs) it used to be kind of harder to get things right so i our uh, this friend this mutual friend like burned us some dvds yes. like like a cd you know with the show on it because um, it was hard it was hard to get stuff yeah, you couldn't the like day. go
0: online you had to like yeah you had to have a connection to get it yeah
1: yeah and that wasn't always guaranteed like yeah because you know and we knew about like BitComet and um and you know like Streaming, you know and that that there was less streaming, but there was always torrents back in the day. But mm-hmm. it was still like kind of tough sometimes to find things, and you had to have good internet, all this stuff. And so, long story short, um, this friend uh, of ours uh, kind of burned it on some CDs, burned the episodes on some CDs, along with uh, some other shows, I think, and like gave that to us. So I I I'm trying to remember like what was first if I had already seen some of their animes or not but i'm pretty sure it was one of my first ones which is pretty wild because it is quite a show to start on like it's not like a it's not like a fun fluffy show can you I give mean, us it, it is it is fun in the beginning and then it gets really dark um
0: for those yeah, people that don't know who are listening can you give us like a general plot of the show yeah
1: so it's um it uh c- falls into this like subcategory of like giant robot anime oh. but it kind of um deconstructs the genre a little bit where like most giant robot anime you know th- they're full of drama and all this stuff but they're kind of they're like action shows are, like fun um, <laughs> and this one is oh almost God. like uh um the watchmen of of giant robot shows right we're like because you know watchmen was kind of a deconstruction of the superhero genre and all this stuff so this is kind of that and it's it follows this kid um the first episode he is moving back to tokyo 3 so it's kind of a sci-fi it's supposed to be set in the future yeah um and he's moving back to tokyo 3 it's the name of it presumably tokyo 1 and 2 were totally destroyed (laughs) um the show gets into that but um uh and he's kind of been summoned back to the city from his dad that he's estranged from and he's kind of like ah what why, you know why did he call me here i don't know what i don't know why i'm kind you know he's like nervous he's kind of shy he's kind of he's not he's not like a typical hero in the sense that he's kind of a loo- loser <laughs> like, okay and like he per his own estimation right he's got very bad self-esteem and yeah um and uh he's you know he's brought to this weird crazy underground like military facility by his oh. dad and his dad is basically like hey here's this giant robot you're gonna get in and you're gonna pilot it and he's like what the fuck um and that's basically the, the, how the show goes is um you know it's this kid it's really like a kind of interpersonal drama <laughs> of sorts between okay. these characters and with the backdrop of, like, giant robots, um, and the, each giant robot is piloted by, uh, a, like, 14-year-old kid, um, and the, the show, I mean, I can get into spoilers of the show, but there's a lot of, like, really crazy metaphysical stuff, there's a Jeez. lot of, like, weird religious imagery, because the, um, because the robots fight these kind of you know we don't really know where they come from but these beings called angels that are kind of like these monsters that destroy the city yeah it's crazy so So much this this is a lot so
0: complicated an 11 year old to be
1: watching i mean i I think it was a little bit i think it was 12 or 13 but yeah it was a lot to absorb but i think that's part of why i liked it because there's so much lore but there's also like it's also very heartfelt, and the first couple episodes are funny too. Like there's a good amount of comic relief. What ends up happening with the kid is, his name's Shinji, and he winds up living with one of the um, one of his dad's like lieutenants. Um, okay. His name is Misato, and you know she has a pet penguin and she has clearly has a drinking problem which is kind of played for laughs in the beginning of the show and then by okay. the end of the show you're like oh no she's really an alcoholic this is bad like, this is not good. like there's a moment early on where he opens her fridge that's just full of beer um and yeah and so he winds up living with her and so it's kind of about how she becomes a bit of a surrogate mom to him and but even that relationship gets complicated and then there are these other characters like That come into play because there are more than one robots and more than one pilots, but the main character is is Shinji, and um, yeah, and so it's really it it's so like emotionally complicated and like weird, and they, they. there's so much strange imagery and I think I just I'd never seen anything like it before I was kind of insecure also so I kind of like um could identify with the sort of loser main character you know Um, I have to know
0: were the other kids in these robots like from similar
1: situations to him in some ways, yes, because, well, I guess I might as well just spoil the show. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's been out for a while,
0: <laughs> but if yeah. anyone
1: is like, no, like, here's the part where you Although the apparently there's, the
0: s- according to um, Wikipedia, apparently there's something coming out in 2021.
1: Yes. So I will get into that too. But basically, um, the other kids um, piloting it, there is this weird commonality where um, they all... Their, their mothers are dead basically uh, so one of the one so of the kids weird. is this very strange enigmatic character named ray who is um who's like kind of weirdly emotionless um and there's a whole complicated thing where you find out she's actually a clone like it's really wild no and this other character is a hothead you know um half german girl named oscar who um her mom also died and so there's this whole thing where you learn in the show that like part of the reason and each each character can only sync up to their specific robot which is called an evangelion that's why the show that's why that's yeah. um the robot is called an evangelion and each character each kid can sync up to, to their specific evangelion and the reason why is the soul of their dead parents are in it <laughs> so yeah so like Shinji's dead mom's soul is in his Evangelion it's crazy I mean it's a wild show I the more than I describe it like but you know what? it was a huge hit in Japan and it kind of became like this again this kind of cult classic just throughout the world really yeah um yeah. and it's hard to completely understand again. Like I, I couldn't even tell you why I latched onto it. I think it just, it it is interesting and weird and like, uh-huh. I don't know. The metaphysical stuff is kind of cool, and like the the battles were interesting too. And they were very, like towards the end of the show, it also gets really like emotional. You're just like, damn, the stakes are high. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> but, so. Yeah. Okay. So you got the show
0: via like burn CD. Did you just watch it all on a burn CD or like, did it eventually? Yeah.
1: I, so I remember, I feel like I watched most of it on a burn CD. And then for some reason I couldn't watch the rest. And then I had to, I found a way to like download the rest. Um, And I had, and then I also got the the DVD of the movie. Okay. um, End of Evangelion. And uh, it's one of those things where you may have even seen memes made out of Probably. this show just without realizing it because it does have a lot of really weird iconic imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, especially the, the movie, uh, there's this whole it, there's this, yeah, it just ends in a really crazy way with like a sea of red and it's, it's wild. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Like I would say, there's a lot. It's I. It yeah, seems like it happens. has
0: a lot going on because you have these like kind of very sad character storylines but then mm-hmm. you're putting them into robots.
1: Yes, yes. And it's it's a strange combination because you would think a show that's just like giant robots fighting would not necessarily be so emotional, but it really is. Um, and yeah. to be fair other robot shows also had like tragic backstories sure. and stuff, yes. but they were not nearly as deep. As this um and after this ironically like robot shows kind of became more of that
0: um well yeah because i think that the 90s was like an era of i don't uh, the transformers was probably the 80s but there were definitely like other robot shows that came out probably after this yeah
1: well and and from japan specifically as well um and you could, you could definitely argue that um, things like, um, oh, what's that movie? I'm blanking on it, but Pacific Rim is definitely influenced from this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there are definitely reverberations. Uh, yeah, but as for the coming out in 2021, so... Um, <laughs> Going back to the kind of contentious production history with this show, right? The the creator like has had a very has a very love and hate relationship with the fans, because, like I said, those last two episodes, a lot of fans originally in Japan Mm -hmm. hated it, and were so mad, and were like, "How could you end the show this way? This is such an unsatisfying ending." They
0: ran out of money
1: they ran out of money they did so they had to reuse a lot of like cell frames because this is cell cell animation you know it wasn't digital it was you know um so they had to reuse a lot of artwork um which you can definitely tell and there are yeah. moments where there's a, where there's like just a still frame and then the character's monologue over it because it's like you know they were doing what they, they could yeah. but it's not just that it didn't end in this like climactic battle scene it ended with the character basically being self actualized and like almost in a type of heaven or something. Okay. Like it, the, the last scenes are all <laughs> all the characters in the show being like, congratulations, you did it, like clapping and he's happy. And a lot of people were like, no, that sucks. <laughs> and so the creator was kind of bitter and was like, well, okay, you wanted like a big gigantic climactic battle and like blood and guts and whatever, sure. And he created this movie that's like a, supposed to kind of replace those last two episodes yeah. that was really yes. violent and gory and So super brutal like that oscar character her evangelion is like torn to shreds and they have like a psychic connection to the robot so she feels it it's like it's so horrible (laughs) and yet at the same time it also became part of this iconic series yeah um and uh yeah and so that ending is very different and here's the thing and this is where i reveal myself to be a bad fan because that same creator like years later um kind of i think got over some of his frustrations with the um reception Uh, of the show and decided to remake the whole show so there is a new version of it uh, that you can see now on netflix i think um and i don't know i'm not sure that version is complete hence why Mm. 2021 is probably Mm -hmm. the next
0: Um, yeah on here there's these credits that are saying um there was a 2007 2009 2012 mm-hmm. and 2021 film like all of these yeah. films like it sounds like he's trying to make it meet the what the fans want I, I i don't
1: i mean i don't really know i i'll be honest i saw the first remake movie yeah. um because basically the remake movies kind of replicate like two or three or four episodes of the show okay condensed yeah exactly um and I liked some parts of it. It's definitely better animated. He obviously had a bigger budget. <laughs> but other elements, I didn't. It, like, there are some things about it. Like, they cut some really nice, like, character moments between Shinji and Misato. And, um, the, which maybe makes sense because it was a little condensed. And I admit, I didn't, I didn't like it as much. And I after that, I didn't watch the following ones. So, weirdly, a lot of my, and I think part of it is I was also so fixated as a kid, like, mm-hmm. that, it was kind of hard like I've I'm through that headspace and I think probably one day I'll watch the rest of the remake but it's not it's not the thing that I fell in love with so it's hard to really connect to it in the same way and then part of me is also like I don't think I want to go back into this strange hyper obsession because I was obsessed like truly I was so 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 into it I read fan fiction. I wrote some fan fiction. You wrote some fan fiction. I did. They were oh all very gosh. like goofy comedy fan like. Yeah, the fan fiction. I didn't write anything serious. I wrote like, oh god, this is where I reveal how deeply dorky I am. We but have I to um, hear it. I wrote like OOC means like out of character fan okay. fiction. That well, you know, I was a kid too, so I had very bad taste in like <laughs> humor, <laughs> and like they're very clearly like influence from south park but just bad like you know say what you will but whether you like south park or not like yeah. some episodes are really very funny and i'm very hit or miss about it and I, I i haven't watched it in years so i don't even know how it is now but but like some episodes is a show that lasted a while for a reason right some episodes are very good but it's very like in that style kind of goofy silly i definitely call i definitely use gay as a as a um an insult a couple times but this oh is like before gosh. I really uh, like yeah. I knew that I was gay sure. <laughs> um, which is uh, very funny to me um but yeah it, and it it was it's just like it was yeah so I wrote these very goofy fanfics um and I and I read a lot of fanfics I did a little bit of fan art even Ooh, um, yeah. obviously I, I looked at fan art there were, like, um, people did video edits, like, over music, and I watched a bunch of those, like, I was on a message board, Um, yeah, I was on a couple message boards, but then I wound up just staying on one that was, like, dedicated to this show, but then truly most of the discussion wound up not being about it, because it had veered so off topic, and it was just, like, i don't know maybe 10 people that were on this message board total who were all just kind of talking to each other but like they were some they were like friends of mine in a way yeah yeah and uh one of the one of the guys in that message board i actually met in person (laughs) okay so like when did at
0: what age were you when you were doing all of this fan stuff like were you like 13 or 14 at that point
1: I'm trying to remember truly because I, I honestly, I might have been a little bit younger. I know that by okay. the time I was like a freshman in high school, it was basically done, if not okay. totally done. Yeah. Um, and I was definitely like probably too young to really like super <laughs> like the I'm I was not supposed to be the target demographic because it's like a very intense philosophical like heady show. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know, I was always a little pretentious as a kid, I guess, so I latched on to it, but um I believe I was, like, 11 or 12, and then, uh, yeah, because it lasted a while, I was into it for a while, even though it's a short show, I was, like, in the fandom for a while, yeah. um, and the funny thing is, I was really, I was actually almost, like, into it before I'd even finished the, the series, because I kind of, like, was intrigued and had done research and for a while i didn't have the last couple episodes or something so i was like in the fandom even though i hadn't finished the show it's weird but but
0: i think that nothing you have said shocks me about being a fan of something like it is all very typical of like people that have been fans of things including you're the first person i've had on that's been like i was on a message board for something but Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm not surprised by it, because I think that that was so popular to, like, be on message boards, like, in the late, that was, what, like, the late 90s, yeah? Well, I mean, the show had already out been out for a while. Oh, okay, so
1: you were, like, it would yeah. have been, like,
0: in the early 2000s, probably. Yeah,
1: it would have been early 2000s. Um, yeah. It would have been, like, I think, well, that's the other thing I'm realizing, like, it was probably, like, around... 9/11. 9/11. <laughs> like, i think i uh, sincerely wonder if that was part of the like you know the headspace that made that show attractive yeah. in a way because it, it is it does deal with very apocalyptic themes like the whole thing is the evangelians that need to stop um the angels from like reaching the core of this kind of military facility because if they do there's this fear that they'll start a new apocalypse type of thing called the third impact oh and then so oh. yeah so there is a there is very like apocalyptic end of days kind of you know backdrop to the whole thing which i think thematically matches makes like, sense
0: with the, what was going on in the world Mm-hmm.
1: for real um yeah absolutely yeah um yeah and so the the movie end of evangelion i think came out in 2001 i think i'm trying to remember but either 1999 or 2001 something like that it was around that time because um, the show itself was maybe till 97 and then end of evangelion was 99 actually i think that's right i could be wrong i'm just yeah. this is based off memory um but yeah, it makes sense to me that I probably would have seen it around 2000, 2001, so. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. did this, like,
0: spin any interest in any other anime? Like, did you get into other stuff because of this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely did. I um, I never anything to such an intense, like, fan degree that I was into Evangelion, but I, I watched a lot of shows. I liked Cowboy Bebop a lot, which is one of those shows where yeah, if you... Aren't super familiar with anime, but you have been recommended or have seen one. You've probably seen Cowboy Bebop because that one is very accessible. It's it's um, a great show. I think it's truly one of the best, you know, of all time. Um, very fun, very entertaining, but also has a lot to offer. You know, kind of a little bit of everything. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a space noir type of thing, which I'm into. I like sci-fi in general, so that show I watched. Um, I watched a lot of them. I honestly, um, I got into the work of Satoshi Khan who um, who has done a lot of work that has actually been influential to like, um, just in general to to uh, um, sci-fi film, sci-fi, not just anime. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty incredible. There was a weird thing where like actually, uh, Aronofsky ripped off one of satoshi khan's not even sci-fi but apparently huh. black swan was kind of ripped off from one of his movies which is interesting i'd have to rewatch it to really wow but i saw that re- i saw somebody tweet about that recently i was like oh that's interesting yeah he's a truly an amazing um director who, who died very young unfortunately but his work was really awesome um and uh so i saw a lot of his stuff *Paranoid agent is one one of his shows that's well known um uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like random titles I could just throw out there. Like, uh, I, I liked something called, um, oh my God, Witch Detective Robin or something like that. I, it had, it was like, I, I don't remember the, the title. I could see the, the, the characters in my head because they had a very particular, um, you know, design. Well, I, you know, every character has a particular design, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Witch Hunter Robin, yeah. that was the name of it. Yeah. And were um, these so. were these like
0: things that you you were like into one and then you like heard about another one. Is that kind of like with animes? Yeah.
1: Or? I mean, I think it's it's um, you know, it's kind of like once when I became a fan of Evangelion, it sort of, you know, People recommend other shows, oh, yeah. and and um, yeah, and so you're like, oh, I heard that show's good. Like, I'll check out that one. Um, and I also uh, became <laughs> president of the anime club um, in high school. In your high school? Yes. And yeah. Me and my brother were co-presidents. But the funny thing is, I even though I was president of the anime club, I wasn't like as into Evangelion by that point already. But I still like enjoyed yeah anime as a whole and and watched what um, did the
0: anime club do did you guys we we
1: mostly watched shows so my brother and i kind of curated we'd be like we'd take a poll sort of what people wanted to watch but we'd also be like okay here's an interesting show that we think people would enjoy um and we had kind of a local deal with this uh we had a deal with this nearby with this local like manga shop um and not just a manga shop it was like a kind of fan you know i don't know how to explain it like a like a, f- a, a sort of japanese fandom shop in general yeah. um it had a lot of different things but it was very specifically catered to like japanese culture mm-hmm. and they would like lend us dvds which was oh. kind of cool oh. um yeah so that's cool it, it still exists in harvard square although i don't know if it's the same owners um they might they probably changed hands by now yeah different owner and it's a different focus it's a little bit more like um figurines where before it was kind of a bit broader anyway yeah. but yeah uh so we we would do that sometimes we would like share artwork um of different you know people wanted to like to draw and were inspired often by the Any shows because any
0: what? any fan fictions
1: traded no thank god um <laughs> no but like people draw we also organized we like oh my god yeah we we did fundraiser to um to like get members a discount for anime boston so that people could go to the oh. convention yeah, so we'd like sell candy and stuff. And like, we gathered all the money together and we're like, okay, everybody gets 10 bucks off, you know, the ticket or something, you know, like, so we we found ways to try to make it, you know, we we did a decent job, I think. Uh, We we tried, (laughs) we tried to make it fun for people. But yeah, mostly it was a space for people to kind of meet up and chat and watch things. Um, And it's wild though, because by the end of our tenure as the president's, and i don't even remember if i did it all the way until senior year or not i may have but by the end we were less into yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we were the presidents and we didn't want to like abandon our constituents um i think we passed i don't remember i'm trying to remember if i was the president until senior year or if i
0: did I you really start the
1: club I didn't start the club, but someone okay. started it my freshman year, okay. and then they had to leave because I think they were seniors, so okay. at the end of the year, okay, so that makes sense, yeah, I think I must have been present from, like, sophomore to senior, but by the end of senior year, like, we were not, Enjoy. we were not as involved in the club. I mean, we were still present, but we just, it wasn't as active as it used to be as well, and we personally weren't, because the thing is, it's, it's, it's sort of, um, it's sort of funny in a way to be like oh I'm a fan of anime because that kind of doesn't mean anything in the sense that like there are so many different genres of anime, yeah Yeah, and so many different kinds of shows um
0: it's it's like like saying I'm
1: a fan of tv you know like
0: (laughs) or like it's like saying like I'm a fan of cartoons it's like well but cartoons like it's such a wide array yeah
1: yeah and so So the thing is, I honestly haven't seen a new anime in a really long time, and there's no particular reason why, I just, I, you know, I've been watching other shows, um, and I'm not, I'm not as, I don't have as much of a culture of community around me of people being Mm -hmm. like, oh, you gotta check this out, this show is amazing, you know, that kind of thing, so, um, so yeah, I haven't in a while, and part of me is like, I should look up, you know, but it also once you're kind of a little bit out of the community it's hard to find the like where do I start because there is so much um yeah yeah but I uh, meant to ask you
0: you mentioned it before but like how did you end up meeting up with somebody from the message boards
1: yes so that was fun um yeah so that is is truly wild how I met up with this person so again it it those message boards almost became like well they're almost like a group chat look at that full circle truly because you know it was by the end of it it was a very small group of people it wasn't really the mods weren't really around so there weren't people to be like hey stay on topic so people would just talk about their lives like there was very little discussion actually about Evangelion and um and, uh, you know, you got to be kind of friends with a lot of people there as a result. And I remember yeah. there was this one kid who was like, hey, um, I'm visiting Boston um, because I'm looking at schools over there. Like, you know, th- and this guy was from uh, California. His name was Max. And he was like, I'm visiting Boston because I'm looking at schools over there. Like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, okay. Um, you know and i and i was you know i i i was aware of like all right meeting a stranger on the internet but like we had we had sent each other pictures like we had the, the, you know we people knew kind of who each other was it wasn't yeah. like a complete stranger um and i knew it was a kid around my age cuz he was looking at schools and we had talked for a while and um i remember we met up in harvard square cuz i was i'm you know, like okay i'm going to pick a public place i'm not a total yeah. And we kind of just like hung out for a while. And it's funny because he was, uh, he was a nice kid, but he was definitely a little shy, um, a little bit reclusive, a little bit um, uh, introverted and uh he gave me, oh man he gave me earrings as a gift i remember this oh. he gave me earrings as a gift and i remember being like oh thank you because like i wasn't expecting anything and you know i don't really wear earrings they're nice yeah. earrings. i still have them um i don't really know what to do with them because i also i don't know if i can wear them because i my ears are very um i i like i'm a little bit i'm allergic to metal. cheap metals yeah um cheap metals. Not cheap earrings, don't get me wrong, but I don't. I th- I literally need to have like gold or silver yeah. or my ears. You know what I mean. So, so I don't even know if I can wear them. But they're these really nice earrings. I've kept on. I've held onto them, and you know, maybe so. I could. I don't know. They were like little clam earrings, and um, and I remember being like, oh, like is this? I remember being unsure if it was like a romantic gift, but either way, it was a nice gesture. I took the earrings and didn't look think yeah. about it too deeply and we hung out for a while and it was kind of nice and I remember like years later like I had kind of lost touch because I wasn't really on the forums as much anymore and I remember years later like we um reconnected somehow and he he kind of told me like hey I know this is going to sound crazy but you kind of like helped me break out of my shell a little and like
0: become oh, so a bit nice. more
1: like sociable and a little like less intimidated by girls and that kind of thing and I was like oh <laughs> that's so nice it was a very weird thing like I didn't intend to I was just being a nice friendly person you yeah. know <laughs> but it was kind of uh, a heartwarming thing uh you know it was like a, a story of meeting a stranger on the internet that ended well <laughs> right which many and hosts. uh <laughs> i know many of them do not but yeah no and 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 in retrospect i realize ways in which i think he was falling a little bit into kind of incel tropes like before mm-hmm. incel was even really a thing but you know there's kind of boys feeling a little alienated and sad on the internet is obviously not new even if the concept of incel <laughs> is somewhat yeah. new and uh, I had this funny moment where I was like, wow, I kind of, without meaning to help that, that guy kind of become a little bit more like sure of himself. Which is kind of nice, I you know. So um, yeah, it's a, sort of heartwarming. <laughs> so being obsessed with anime, actually is good. Um, <laughs> that's the moral of the story. Well,
0: Chloe, it's been really nice having you on the podcast to talk about your obsession. And I feel like there's more that I could ask you, but I want to like, uh wrap it up. So is th- where can yeah, our listeners I you. find you?
1: Um, I think the best is uh, on Twitter as, as I was saying before I, I'm you know I think I'm pretty funny and uh, I, I hope to entertain um, so definitely follow me on Twitter and you know I try to tweet about um, when I have a new article up or something like that um, awesome. my Twitter is just my name at Chloe Cunha C-U-N-H-A um, yeah, no, and I, I feel you, I could go on, I, part of me is, like, I hope this was fun to listen to, because I feel like I just nerded out for a really long time, like, I haven't, like, delved deeply into Evangelion in years, but it was such a huge part of my life, so it's kind of crazy to think about, um, I think it was I mean it was funny
0: to hear and great to hear for me because I feel like I was on a similar path of being like writing fan fiction and being in clubs and on boards and stuff like that but it wasn't for like the same topic but it was probably around the same time that you were also doing all of that.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah. that's just something about being like a, a tween. Yeah, like you're in this weird yeah. age where you're like growing up and figuring out who you are, and so you're just like, I'm gonna just latch on to whatever it, you know vaguely resonates. Yeah, exactly. um Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's wild, and I I think I have some tendencies to be a little sometimes a little obsessive because when I was really little, I was obsessed with dinosaurs, like. It's definitely not my first obsession. Oh, let's yeah, put it that yeah. way. <laughs> we could do a whole other episode about dinosaurs. That trust me.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you've been listening to another episode of the Gimme Podcast. As I say every week, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. And don't forget to rate and review.
1: This has been brought to you by Dead and Mellow. Follow us on all your social media platforms and shop around at deadandmellow.com to see all of our stand up, music, and podcast releases. Thank you, and God bless America. All right, see you later. Fingers. Are we actually leaving or just at digging?